And welcome back. Thanks for hanging in here. Murphy Houston, Mile High Magazine, and happy Sunday. Now, special guest, friend of mine, Coco Christ, who's the executive director of the Governor's Residence Preservation Fund. Coco, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? Well, I'm doing fine. You know, a little chilly out there these days, but we can put up with it. Is it is it cold at is it cold at the governor's mansion? Is it does he have heat? <laughs> yes. yes, there is heat at the governor's residence. Well, we're we're glad about that. But I know you're always coming up with new ideas, and there's something new going on there now with the preservation fund. Can you talk about that a little bit? Because it sounds pretty cool. I'd love to, Murphy. So you know, during since the pandemic began, um, we've been super cautious at the residence and have suspended all of our public tours, events, and education programs. So this was really a time to seize the opportunity um, for a new interactive website, an educational website. We applied for a grant through the Vetcher Foundation, um, and we built this amazing new interactive educational website focused on social studies curriculum for third graders through fifth graders in Colorado. What a cool idea. I mean, the kids are all stuck home studying at home anyhow. Now they got another website they can really learn something on. Yeah, definitely. So what is this website? Do we You have it uh, written down someplace, I'm sure. Yes, it's www.colorado-leaders.com. Pretty easy. And basically, it's focusing on the state of Colorado history. Is that right? Correct. So in third, fourth, and fifth grade, Students in Colorado learn about Colorado history. They work on their mapping and their timeline skills. So the content that we've built within this website focuses on those standards. So what kind of, is it pictures? Is it a narration? How does it work? <clears throat> it's a little bit of everything. We built an interactive timeline that is a little outside the box. Usually students learn how to use a timeline that is horizontal and they read it left to right. Right. And we decided to kind of be a little more creative and create a vertical timeline. So you scroll up and down this timeline and you can select stones that um, focus on either an event, a leader, or a legacy of Colorado history. Wow. I mean, how far back does it go? You know, we decided to start in 1776 and focus on three generations. So 1776 to 1876, 1876 to 1976, and then 1976 to 2076, because these kids are going to be the leaders of the future. You know, we realized we could have focused 14,000 years ago right, with the the indigenous (laughs) people, but unfortunately, you know, time and budget didn't allow. So we decided that this would be our starting point and, you know, the possibilities are endless. So we really also encourage the public if they do visit the um, website to go to the contact us page. If they have ideas for content, we are going to continue to add content. So we would like people's input. Well, where did you get all the information? You must've done a lot of research and pictures and everything. That must've been a lot of work. Yeah, so we hired um, Noble Erickson. Jackie Noble is an interpretive planner, and she wrote all the content for our public tours and our education program when the Governor's Residence Preservation Fund first began. So we engaged her again. So she did all of the design and interpretive planning and wrote the content. And then she um, used photos from around the state, but the majority of them came from the Denver Public Library and History Colorado, who graciously shared them with us at no cost. Well, what a great idea, because even those three generations of 
Colorado history is pretty fascinating. A lot of changes in that state or in our state during that time, wasn't there? Yeah, and I think it's so important for kids to understand, you know, events and leaders of the past, how they affect the present, and then their roles as future leaders and, you know, just the promise of leadership in them. Good idea. So how different is it from what they are currently learning in schools? Does it go a little deeper into topics, a little more extensive? You know, we really tried to focus on the third through fifth grade curriculum. However, um, the content is written to a ninth grade level. So it does go a little deeper and um, is written probably at a little higher level than a third, fourth, third and fourth grade grader might, you know, be ready to read. Sure. But there are photos, there are captions, there are maps and timelines and um, lots of opportunities for them. And there are also questions at the bottom of most pages that a student or leader has read that the kids can kind of internalize and, and think through themselves. So it's kind of interactive. It is interactive. So those questions, I guess, um, I didn't mention that they're audio-based questions. So they're written, but then there's an audio option to them also. Really? How does that work? You, I mean, they ask you the questions? Yep. So we have a narrator that reads the questions and then gives um, the students options. So some of the questions have, you know, a multiple choice answer or they're just open-ended. And there's no right or wrong answer. It's just, what do you think? Wow, that's re- I'm going to have to take this test. I'm already nervous. <laughs> <laughs> there are no right or wrong answers, you know. It's all about reading the content, internalizing it, thinking through it, and then, you know, having a bigger discussion about the topic. Well, it's perfect for these kids because they're taking enough tests online where it does count a lot. You, there is a right or wrong answer. So this is, <laughs> this is, this is going to be a, a lot more usable for them, I think. Well, I mean, really, what we were thinking was that this would be another resource for students, teachers, parents to use at home across the state. You know, we offer education programs and historic tours, but people that are living in rural counties across Colorado, you know, it's still so important for them to learn about these stories and um, have these opportunities. So this really broadened our reach, and we're continuing to tell the stories of Colorado history, and we can reach everyone, anyone. Yeah, that's the cool thing we've learned about what's going on with COVID-19. You can really learn a lot and be online, and it's easier to do. You're right at home. It's kind of cool. I guess I'm just sitting here thinking, too. By the way, we're talking to Coco Christ, who's the executive director of the Governor's Residence Preservation Fund, works over at the mansion a lot. How does the Governor's Residence tie into all of this? Well, you know, the Governor's Residence was built by Colorado um, leaders, like the Cheeseman family and then later the Betcher family on the residence. So it's just a great symbol of Colorado, you know, heritage um, and our rich history and the promising future and the people that have lived in the residence and the people, the governors that will live in the residence and affect our future. Um, so it just kind of ties in the stories. How long did, Colorado it must have taken you a long time to put this together? Yeah, actually, so I applied for this grant with the Betcher Foundation in December of 2019. Okay. Obviously not not knowing there was going to be a pandemic. Sure. And we started the project. The plan was to have it be a year-long project in 2020, starting in January, ending in December of 2020. And we got it done. So, you know, we started in January. We started the planning and the content writing. 
Um, and then the pandemic hit in March and we did everything virtually. So, you know, there were challenges doing, doing everything online together and getting the team. So we had Jackie Noble and Noble Erickson. We had Kronos Interactive. And then we also have Prime Meridian um, Media Services. And we all just assembled the team and we got together twice a week and, and just really locked it down and got the work done. Well, and it's, and it's nice. People know the Betcher name in Colorado. And it was nice that Betcher family kind of helped out here. How'd that all come about? Well, so the Betcher Foundation actually gifted the residents to the state of Colorado back in 1960. Um, they had been, after the, the Betchers had passed, the state or the foundation had been trying to give the residents to the state as an executive residence sure. for a while. And then the legislature just didn't want to accept it because of cost. So finally, on the last day of 1959, um, Governor McNichols accepted it. And it's been the governor's residence ever since. Pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So what are your favorite stories? I mean, how did you pick what to keep and what not to keep? Well, again, this will be an ongoing project, Murphy. I mean, there are, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of stories we could have told. Um, I would say, you know, I personally am fascinated by the gold rush and what brought people to Colorado and how it kind of became a territory and, you know, what the influx of people, it catapulted Colorado to a state, um, but just kind of how unassuming leaders can emerge. So, um, gosh, my favorite story it's probably the story of Clara Brown, who came to Colorado during the gold rush back in 1879. She was formerly enslaved, and she walked 700 miles to Colorado. What? And she was, what? yes, yes, with other miners. So oh. she, she was on the trail to Colorado and walked 700 miles. And while she was doing that, she um, was a cook for all of the men in the wagons and so she, when she got to Colorado, she decided that she wanted to head to Central City. And while she was there, she became, you know, the first laundry person, laundromat up in Central City. Um, and later, she decided to invest in housing up in the mining towns. And um, during her 20 years in Colorado, she helped other enslaved people become successful and um, then became a representative of the state of Colorado. Uh, she was asked by Governor Pitkin to go to Kansas and bring other exodusters to Colorado. Oh my and gosh. To help them, right. And to help them kind of grow here in Colorado. There's a woman with a vision. Right. But uh, I mean, totally unassuming. Yeah. And, and she, she worked w- hard. She had a vision, and that kind of catapulted her, and she continued to work hard for other people. And that's like one of the many stories you have on that website, colorado-leaders.com. Exactly. And it's up and ready to go now. I mean, I can go to what room we're done talking here. Exactly. Please do. And please also share comments, questions, ideas. You know, we want all the feedback we can we can get. Well, it's just it's probably going to be an on, kind of an ongoing process, I would imagine. Exactly. And I think it also falls into our preservation mission of the mansion. You know, not only do we provide educational and historic tours, but our main focus is on preserving the mansion. But this is truly preserving the stories 
of the residents and of the people of Colorado and the rich history of Colorado. Man, what a what a great undertaking. And Coco, what else do you do besides create Colorado history websites over there? You're doing so much. I know. Well, hopefully we're looking forward to welcoming the public again. You know, once the majority of Coloradans are vaccinated, our goal is to open back up, open the doors, participate in Doors Open Denver, have our historic tours, have our education programs, and then also include our cultural events throughout the year. But fingers crossed by next fall we'll be able to do that well that's what they're saying you know by next fall kids will be getting shots at a certain age group and most of us should have them the adults should have them and things will be hopefully opening up a little bit more and we can take part in there's so many cool things that are happening in our state and our city and this is one of them the residence is beautiful i've had the opportunity to emcee a couple of a profit events nonprofit events and it's a very cool place isn't it it is well, Coco, Coco Christ, uh, the executive director of the Governor's Residence Preservation Fund. Good job over there. So the website is ready to go, colorado-leaders.com. It's brand new, very historical, and with all the work the kids seem to have to do on computers these days, this might be something they really enjoy. Yeah, it's just fun to go check it out, you know, scroll over the interactive timeline. Even if you only have a few minutes, you're going to learn something about Colorado history and the leaders that helped shape our great state and continue to do so what a great idea and of course students out there if you want to get brownie points with your teachers learn all this extra stuff about colorado and boy they're going to think you're really special right yeah or bring it to your teacher's attention and have them throw it up on their smart board yeah that's a great idea the whole class could use it it's just another resource for kids that is not a textbook and and again you are mentioning the age group of the kids that you're really kind of focused to can you mention that again well, it's focused on third through fifth graders and the curriculum standards set by um, the state of Colorado. However, you know, this information, I think, will be interesting to everyone and accessible to those, you know, here in Denver or on the Western Slope or just around the world. I've yeah. actually been looking at our Google Analytics and people are viewing it in the U.K. right now. So very cool. Very cool. Good job, Coco. Always good talking to you, too. Keep up the good work. Thanks, you too. Yep, and you guys, too, keep up the good work. Have yourself a good week. It's Murphy Houston, Mile High Magazine. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week.